Welcome to this week's podcast from Free Chapel in Orange County. We hope you enjoy this message. For more information, check out our website at freechapel.org. Look with me in Exodus chapter 5 for just a few moments. Just a few moments. Exodus chapter 5. I'll begin reading with verse 4. Then the king of Egypt said to them, Moses and Aaron, why do you take the people from their work? Get back to your labor. Pharaoh said, look at these people. They're, they're resting. You make them rest from their labors. So the same day, Pharaoh commanded the taskmasters of the people, saying, you should no longer give the people straw to make bricks as before. Let them go and gather straw for themselves. And you shall lay on them the quota of bricks which they had before. You shall not reduce it, for they are idle. If they've got time to go out and worship and praise God, this is what he's saying, then they've got time to do more work. Look at verse 9. Let them work. Uh, let the work be laid on the men that they may labor in it, and let them not regard false words. And the taskmasters of the people and the officers went out and told the people, thus says Pharaoh, I will not give you straw. Get yourself straw where you find it. None of your work will be reduced. Uh, go down to verse 14, and it says they were, and so the taskmasters about halfway through that had set over them were beaten and were, and they asked, why have you not fulfilled your task for making brick both yesterday, today, as before? I want to talk to you about this Old Testament story because it really does have a great lesson in it. Sometimes life can just almost feel unbearable, the burdens, the things that we go through in normal life. I'm a very positive person. I'm an upbeat person. But I'm going to tell you, the truth is life can get heavy real quick. And it can go from bad to unbearable. And I want to preach to you for a few moments on what to do when life goes from bad to unbearable. There's There's a real insight in this Old Testament story because it exposes the Achilles heel of our enemy, the devil. Our Our enemy has a fatal flaw and is seen in this Old Testament story. The devil is not as smart as he thinks he is. He's highly overrated and I want to announce he is defeated. The devil is his own greatest enemy because he constantly overplays his hand. If he would just do things and back off, but when he keeps piling on and putting on and putting on, it has a tendency to have the opposite effect that he desires. You see, Pharaoh, who is a type of Satan, was already making the Israelites live a horrible life. They were enslaved. They lived in the ghettos. They were were barely fed enough to survive bread and water. It was horrible conditions. They worked from sunup to sundown. They were not paid any wages, just enough food to survive. It was a horrible, horrible place. And they had been in this slavery in Egypt for generations. Now over 400 years. Family after family. Generation after generation enslaved. And just when you think that life is bad, Pharaoh comes up with a new thing. And he says, I know this bad, but I'm about to pile more on them. And up until this point, we've been delivering the bricks and they would have to work all day and build my pyramids. But you tell the Israelites, no longer will we give them the bricks. They're going to get up and even though I'm not going to pay them anymore, I don't pay them anything in the first place, they're going to go out and gather the straw, make their own bricks and still in the same 
quota of time. They had quotas every day they had to meet or they would be mercilessly beaten and tortured and go through all kinds of uh, repercussions if the quotas were not met. He said, I'm throwing this on them on top of their regular quota and it will not be reduced. Their daily... How many of you, this sounds like your boss that you work for. I mean, I mean, I mean it, we're not letting up on them one bit. We're putting more and more and more on their plate. The same quotas as before. The flaw of the devil is this. He never leaves bad enough alone. If he had just left them alone in the chains and in the slavery and in the poverty and in the, and in the horrible conditions for generation after generation after generation, they would have stayed there. But the problem, the flaw of the enemy is when... If he doesn't watch it, he loves to pile on. He won't leave bad enough alone. He's got to make it worse and got to make it worse and got to make it worse until finally, you've heard the old saying, the straw that breaks the camel's back. What happens to people is when bad becomes unbearable, then they turn to God. Then they get desperate enough to say, God, you're the only one that can help me. And when we turn to God, deliverance comes. Help comes. Miracles come. But it's not until bad becomes unbearable that we, that we see good things happen most of the time. The enemy just keeps pushing and pushing and piling and piling and people turn to God when things become unbearable. I've been waiting for this scenario all my life while I've been pastoring. I've been waiting on somebody to roll up in a brand new Rolls Royce, get out of the parking lot, come in, and say this testimony. I won the lottery, $350 million. I married Miss America last night. She's gorgeous. We live out on the ocean somewhere. I don't have a care in the world. The only thing missing in my life is Jesus. And I've come to Free Chapel to get Jesus in my life. Do you know that has never happened yet? It usually goes something like this. They are repoing my Rolls Royce. The IRS just took my mansion. My wife ran off with my trainer. And I'm telling you, I've lost everything. Help! I need God. Because the truth is, most of you would not be sitting in this church if God hadn't allowed some things to go from bad to unbearable and then you turn to Him and hear you sit in church this morning. Come on, I'm preaching the truth. Many of us would not be here because God was our first choice. He was our last chance. And the best thing the devil could do is leave you alone. But he keeps piling on. And not one problem, but another one, and another one, and another one. And the marriage gets so bad. And the drug addiction gets so bad. The, the issues get so bad. The money problems. Until, oh my God, it's so bad. What are we going to do? Let's go to church. Let's go to church. I want you to help me preach for just a moment. I want you to turn to the person beside you that's a total stranger, hopefully, and tell them, I'm about to have the greatest personal revival, come on, I've ever had in my life. And it's going to be the devil's fault. If it had just left me alone, but he's let things go from bad to unbearable. And now I'm turning back to God with all of my heart. That's what can happen.
He never thought you'd be here this morning. But things got so bad, so, so rough. And maybe you flipped the TV on and your wife said, honey, we tried everything else. Let's go see Franklin Jensen today. I heard he was going to be at Orange County. And here you are. Here you are. I want you to, I want you to help me preach. I want you to say bad when I tell you to. When I tell you to. The Beatles made a proclamation some decades ago, we're more popular than Jesus Christ in America. They took prayer out of schools. They legalized abortion. They legalized same-sex marriage. We have gangs and drugs everywhere. Good. Because now, finally, maybe America is waking up and turning back and saying we can't make our lives work. We can't make our families work. We can't make our marriages work. We can't make our nation work without God. You've pushed us too far this time, devil. We've gone from bad to unbearable. And we're going to turn to God and good things will happen. See... If you, just, if, if you just drink one beer, that might not be so bad. But the beer becomes a six-pack. And then the six-pack becomes a keg. And you're walking around with a big old beer gut. And the next thing you know, you're drinking it and putting it with your cereal. Corn flakes and beer. you got to have it morning, noon, and night. It's beer in the morning, beer in the evening, beer when the sun goes down. And you're drunk and you're losing everything. Because bad becomes unbearable. If you could just take a little, a little drugs, a, a little prescription drug, but, but when it gets, when bad becomes unbearable, and suddenly you're not just smoking a little weed, but it's controlling you, and now you're shooting up and snorting up. Now you got to have it every day. Now every escape mechanism turns to a narcotic or, or something to get high or something to get drunk, and bad becomes unbearable, and everybody's exiting your life. It's in those moments that people turn to God. I'm saying to you today that bad becomes unbearable and then we realize I have nowhere else to go and we come to the altar and miracles happen. Psalms 119 in verse 126 says, it is time for you to work, O Lord. God responds when things get really bad, when things get really dark, when things go from bad to unbearable. I can't take it another day. Good. You finally reach the place of desperation where you're not playing games with God. You're not playing anymore. You realize that if God doesn't help us, we're not going to make it through this. That is the place where miracles happen. Isaiah 58 and 19 said, when the enemy comes in like a flood, the spirit of the Lord will raise up a standard against him. Notice that a flood is overwhelming. Notice that a flood is everywhere. Notice that a flood feels out of control. And when your life feels overwhelmed, when your life feels out of control and you can't control and keep things under your control anymore, but it's just out of control, the marriage, the fighting, the arguing, the, the bickering, the, the trouble in that disease or that, or that problem, that financial issue that's just overwhelming you like a flood, that's when 
when, when the enemy comes in like a flood, the Spirit of the Lord says, that's exactly what I've been waiting on. It's time for the retaliation of the Lord. Come on and give him a big praise right there. Whoa, let's take a praise break. How many of you believe it's time, oh Lord, for you to work? For you to work. Paul listed a catalog of issues and problems, and then he said, nevertheless, God. What's the opposite of nevertheless? Always the more. I've come today to introduce you to the always the more God. There's always more light than darkness. There's always more grace than sin. There's always more victory than defeat for the child of God when you know the always the more God. And when bad becomes unbearable, good things are ready to happen if you will turn to God out of your desperation. Joseph was given a dream by God. You will be on a throne in Egypt. And after he woke up from the dream that was very much from God, everything went bad. The Bible said that he went down to deliver some food to his brothers and they threw him in a pit and everything goes in reverse. Everything starts backing up and he goes from I've got a dream to he's thrown into a pit. He takes a step back and then he's sold into slavery. He takes another step back and then he gets in Potiphar's house and he ends up being accused falsely of rape and he's thrown into a prison and he takes another step back and then he makes some friends in prison maybe this is finally it's going to get better but the enemy overplays his hand from bad to unbearable and his, and his friends forgot him when he helped them get out they didn't help him and he's sitting in prison and finally he gets to the place that he gets so tired of backing up he just sits down and when he sits down he's sitting on the throne of Egypt. The point is, God's going to get you where he wants you to go, whether you're driving forward or he decides to put you in reverse. Either way, he's got you moving where he wants you to move. What difference does it make if you get there going forward or going in reverse as long as you get there? Now that ought to give somebody some hope right in the midst of your sorrow that every step that it looks like I'm taking back, I'm really going to end up right where God said I would be. Take a praise break and shout on a Sunday morning. I'm saying to you today that God can get you where he wants you to go in forward or in reverse. So if things look like they're going in reverse in your family, don't freak out. Don't panic. Don't lose your confidence. Don't lose your faith. You just hold on to God and what He told you because what He told you is coming to pass. It's just not happening like you thought it would. The, de the devil's fatal flaw is he always takes it too far. He always goes from bad to unbearable. He just pushes further and further and further and life gets crazier and crazier and crazier until you can't take it anymore and finally you turn to God. I believe, I really do, I believe that the devil is going to leave this service this morning kicking himself in his own behind saying, why didn't I leave them alone this week? 
they would have stayed in that horrible, defeated place that I had them, that they've been in for so long. There's a young man, there's a young woman, there's a teenager, there's someone dealing with an addiction, there's a marriage in trouble, there's issues in people's lives that are so severe. And if it wouldn't have gotten worse this week, you probably would have just lived with it and medicated, done whatever you got to do to get through it. But now it's gotten so bad that bad has become unbearable and here you are and here's a preacher saying your answer is only in Jesus. And he's been waiting all the time (laughs) with open arms. If he'd have just left you alone, you might have stayed in that place the rest of your life. But here you are on a Sunday morning, a destiny day. This is the day the Lord has made. He's been waiting for you to get to that place where you say, listen, enough is enough. The prodigal son left his father's house. He wasted all of his money on riotous living. He bought everybody drinks. He did everything. He threw party. He, he spent all his money snorting and going to the clubs and all of that. He not only did that, but the Bible said when he had spent all, then he joined himself a citizen of that country. You'd think after he spent all, he'd leave. But instead of leaving, he joined himself a citizen to that country. He tried to make a success, left all the good people and joined the bad people, left all the good loving people who cared about him and joined all the bad people who were using him and joined trying to make a success out of sin. Everybody say bad. And when everything else is the devil just keeps putting another straw on, just keeps beating him down, piling on, piling on. He's lost everything. He doesn't have any friends. Everybody's left him. He's spent all. He's broke. He's busted. He's disgusted. He's tore up from the floor up. He's jacked up. Nothing's going on. He's messed up. He's homeless. And now he gets a job slopping pigs. And didn't have enough food to eat. So he's eating out of a trough. A Jewish, Jews don't eat pork. Not to mention eating with pork. And as he's down there eating out of the pig trough with other hogs all around him. Something goes off in the boy and he says, bad has gone to unbearable. I can't take this anymore. Listen to these words. I will arise and go back to my father's house because Jews don't belong in a pig pen. In my father's house, even the servants have plenty to eat. But it wasn't until bad became unbearable that he said, I will arise. And that's what has to happen. That's what has to happen to every man, every woman, every boy, every girl. At some point, you have to say, enough is enough. 
bad has become unbearable, I will arise. The enemy's pushing you and pushing you and pushing you. And if he was smart, he would have stopped Friday afternoon. You didn't even plan to come to church this morning. But he kept pushing you and pushing you. And here you are in church. And here a preacher is like he's been reading your mail. I know when I'm on, I'm on. Why I wore my blue suit today because I knew I had a word from God. And if He doesn't watch it, He's going to push you right into the arms, the everlasting arms of God. And God's going to say, I've been waiting for this for so long through all of your anguish. Your pain, your frustration, your brokenness, your hurt. Finally, you've turned to me. And I will heal you. I will restore you. I will deliver you. I will fix you. I just needed you to come back to me. When bad becomes unbearable, good things are ready to happen. Can you raise your hands toward heaven if you feel comfortable doing it? If you don't, you probably Thank you for listening to this week's podcast. We hope you are blessed.